I wouldn't be doing this dumbass live streaming if I weren't. So yes, I still am running for president. Get over it. Rand Paul buses and minuses. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. This is episode number 151. That means you can find the show notes for this show at lionsofliberty.com slash 151. And today's show, I am joined by one of my fellow Lions of Liberty co-founders, a former housemate, though never roommate, thankfully, the venerable Brian McWilliams. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Well, Just rolling in to do some rant talk. All right. Well, that's, of course, because why else would I have you here in the studios with me if it wasn't another edition of... Rand Paul Lusses and Minuses. Rand Paul Lusses and Minuses. So, what's up? What's up, Rand expert? What's up with Mr. Randy Pants right now? Hashtag Randy Pants, by the way. We want to make sure to hit that one real quick. If you're talking about this show, if you're tweeting this show out, we ask you to hashtag... Randy Pants. And we that's got what we like one. to call him. We got one last we week. We had a Randy Pantser. From a new listener that we got over from the Jason Stapleton program. So yeah, thank you, Jason. I guess that's working Giving out. us a shout out there. Also, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Johnny Rocket, also a, a good friend of the podcast, gave us some shout outs. So we're hopefully there's some listeners. We're expanding the Liberty universe in right. many ways. It's Liberty Hands Across America. Yeah, that's what we're much. doing here. I can't wait till we have a charity and a concert and an embezzlement scandal. This is all going to be great Hands stuff. Across America. Or Liberty. So, anyway. We'll hire Jesse Benton to manage it. Just, just, <laughs> just to ensure a scandal. I hope, yeah, I'd love to have him just, we'll hire him and his one phone call from prison will just be to, you know, do something to promote us. And that would be okay. fantastic. There you go. Uh, so... In the world of Rand, a lot happened since our last show, man. Like, a ton of stuff went down with Rand. Uh, the most recent of which, big news on the Rand Paul front, is in the wake of his uh, his camp sending out a memo, which I covered in the most recent column. And where can everyone find your full archive of columns, of your weekly column, of course, Rand, Paul, Lusses, and Minuses? Well, you can find that at lionsofliberty.com forward slash Rand. All right. Nailed so it. his campaign sent out this document, though, and literally it was a memo to the media. Uh, and it's basically, if I'm going to call it down, it said, hey, knock off saying that we're dropping out. We're not dropping out. So quit it. That's that's basically quit it. it. Quit it, guys. Wham, stop stop it. it. You stop it. <laughs> so they I mean, that's what it said, though. You it was actually like, called this. Off. You called this in your column, which may be a tiny bit of hyperbole. The memo heard around the political world. Was it really heard around the political world? Or I just, think it was just our political world. No, and this got no? covered. This got covered very widely. It was okay. like CNN and Politico and everybody. They were, they were writing up this memo just saying, look, they're not dropping out. Here's why. And they kind of cite it. You know, they talk about their on the ground support. Which they do have a lot of collegiate support, which is great. And they talk about how they're winning all these straw polls. Like Rand won the Liberty straw poll earlier, which is great. Beat I would Ted hope. That, I would hope he would at least win the Liberty straw poll. You would really <laughs> hope, yeah. If the Liberty activists themselves didn't vote for him, well, that would be troubling. Yeah, just t- just three thousand people just going. Meh. Well, we kind of well. Who else is there? Ted yeah, Cruz? I, I don't know, Rand. I he did. I think he was right in front of Ted Cruz, who also did not too bad. Yeah, not too not too poorly, which is a little surprising on its own. As well. I mean, I guess out of all the guys, he probably takes the more outward liberty positions in his rhetoric, at least. Maybe not no, so much in reality. But he's extremely strong in the Second Amendment. And, um, 
That's probably where my compliments end, actually. Yeah, I mean, because then you get into foreign policy, which is miserable. Yeah. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, so they sent out this memo just being like, knock it off. We have money. They talk about the $2 million they've, they've got in the bank right now, which is, mm, it's okay. It's more they're, than I got. It's more than I got, too. More than I got for my campaign. Yeah, God. I mean, I got my, my stock accounts are just awful. But don't take stop ticks from him. Stop ticks or stop tips. Uh, only take um, Rand Paul advice. That's, that's correct. That's the only thing you should get. And if you're stuff. buying stock in Rand Paul, that stock's going up. Oh, is it now? So what's going on here? This just came out earlier this week mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. that the latest polls are showing a little uptick for Randy Pants. Hashtag Randy Pants. Hashtag Randy Pants. We're going to drive pants. this thing home if it's the last thing we do. Let me and just say, the Randy Pants are being pulled up Ooh, really? in the polls. All right. <laughs> Fun yeah. city. Fun city, baby. Puns are funds. So yeah, Rand, he's he's hitting five percent now in the latest poll that came 5%. out. Five percent, which now, puts him above. Do you know? I can name a few people. Chuck him out there. Puts him above Carly Fiorina. Yep. Puts him above John Kasich. Yep. Puts him above Chris Christie. Yep. Puts him above Ted Cruz. The That's right. Now this is just one poll, of course. Uh, he was also showing an uptick in the latest Reuters poll uh, last week, which was had him at like three percent or something. I mm-hmm. think so. The trends are going in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, for for old Randy Pants, and uh, he's of course above everyone else that sits at the kitty table. Rick Santorum's the the Lindsey, the Grahams, Bobby Jindals of the world, the Jindals. Who yeah. I mean, I expect we're going to see most of these guys just uh, flutter to the wayside pretty soon. But you know, hey, J- Kasich had a whole debate that was basically centered around the, him being promoted as a viable candidate, mm-hmm. and we've even said somewhat okay things about Kasich in yeah. relation to these other guys. He just doesn't seem like. As much of a crazy neocon, basically. He's just, you know, that doesn't mean we agree with his positions. He just doesn't seem as terrible of a human being as so many yeah, exactly right. other guys do. And uh, But yeah, so however this is shaking out, Fiorina seems to be falling. While Carson and Trump are still, you know, far and above the rest of the pack, you know, they're not blowing up. You don't see Trump gaining any more ground. And you, know, you seem to see Carson losing a little bit. Well, look, Ben Carson should. Ben Carson took off to do a book tour in the middle of the presidential campaign. He actually... I suspended I, his campaign, isn't that? Yeah, right? he's suspended. I think he's actually. I think he's just running for president as a great way to promote his book. And maybe Trump's doing the same thing. Maybe is Trump, Trump selling a book? I, I'm <laughs> sure he's got some book that's going to come out about yeah, you know, my life on the campaign trail, the I'll Donald tell you Trump what, story. If Donald Trump doesn't become president, you know that the next season of The Apprentice is going to be the highest rated show just in history. They should call it The Vice Prentice. All then right. he, can, he can audition people. Oh my people god, what if he actually what became president and then that's how he chose He like, runs he like, runs without a vice president. He wins president. the nomination and then he he does this show in the middle of the campaign season, does the vice president vetting show. That would I be love amazing. It. I actually now I'm now a Trump supporter. There we go. Just, All right. Well, next week oh tune so, in someone's going to uh, take that audio and spit it out in the internet. For and, Trump pluses and minuses. Hey, we'll do anything if we can get on the show, <laughs> if on the the Trump show. Bring the Donald in. All right. Enough about the I, Donald. I can I think you can hear a dog at your door. There's probably there's dogs <laughs> there's dogs at my front doors, my back doors. The I, should, I should probably leaving all, stop leaving all these you know bones and these rabid supporters of Rand Paul and the dog world. Bits of bacon on my front door. Yeah. Anywho, so yeah, so what do you think about all this? Do you think this is real? Do you think this is just a flash in the pan? Do you think he's or is it what they're saying basically that look you you can say that we're not doing great, but you know that what basically what they said in this memo is look we have strong support on the ground, we have a lot of activists out there, we have a strong core, and we have a strong basically backbone of our campaign, so we're not gonna 
freak out if our polls aren't amazing right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the point is that they stay steady and that they keep things going and they keep putting forward the correct messages and hopefully those correct messages are ones we agree with, which they're not always, and uh, they're often not, and we'll get into some more of those later on. But do you think this is really just, um, you know, do you think he's can expect to see a, a, this uptick continue, I guess? I am going to say yes. All right. And uh, the reason, you know, we discussed last podcast how the polls are very misleading. They're not reaching the right people. Maybe they're reaching the right people a little bit more now. Maybe that grassroots support is spreading a lot more now, and people are, are getting encouraged by him winning these different straw polls. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to continue. Now, is he going to shoot up to 20%? Probably not. Is he going to stay at 5%? Yeah, I think so. And I think he's going to make it into the next debate, which is, of well, course, yeah, huge because he was on that he, cusp before. He you know? has to make it now. I mean, almost unless the numbers just drastically drop um, in the next week or two because they're basically saying if you got 2.5%, you're in. Mm-hmm. And he's at 5 in the latest. So he'd really have to suffer some serious uh, serious gaffes, I guess, in the next week or so. Yeah, which well, you it's never him. One sentence earlier, Rand Paul could emerge earlier, as well. Hasn't been around in a while. Rand Paul. But, no, well, you know what? He almost had it uh, this week because he got into tr- he got a little bit of of a, a, a snafu that Hillary Clinton was you know raising the ire about. But basically, Rand was on a TV show and uh, he was talking to Wolf Blitzer on CNN, and he had said that. Uh, Hold on, what do we give his poll numbers rising? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Apollos, Apollos, of course. How could that? That's the biggest slam dunk. Naturally, yeah. I mean, unless it's you hate Rand right. Paul, which a lot of libertarians do, then it would be a minus to see him doing better, right? That's true. So. Although, although if any of the forums that we frequent are any any indicator, I think most libertarians are are, are supporters of Rand. You know, at you've least got tepid supporters. Don't. You know, you you want to see him be more libertarian and do better based on that, right? I don't want to see him become a neocon and shoot and skyrocket in the polls because of that. You know, no, and and you know, the more his the more his libertarian views are coming out, the better his polling numbers. Look, it's working. Hey, it's what do working. you know? I mean, geez. you act more like your dad, you do better. So, Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, the Blitz. So, yeah, Rand was putting talking. Putting on the Blitz. That I never said talking, that to him, do you think? Putting on the Blitz. Hashtag. Next time he does anything, we just got to hashtag putting on the Blitz. I just watched Young Frankenstein because it's Halloween time. All right, good story. Moving, up, moving along. So, what did Wolf Blitzer do? How dare you? I know, Young it's a great scene. a fantastic scene. A, anyway, we'll, we'll, so, we'll post so the Rand's, scene we're referring to in the show notes. Yes, thank for you. For the youngins out there. Thank you. So Rand was on with Wolf and he's basically he was uh, clarifying some statements he made where he had expressed uh, at a campaign stop. He said, you know, regarding gay, basically being fired for being gay. Now, Rand's take on that was, you know, businesses should be allowed to fire you, you know, based upon if you're if you're gay and that's they feel that's something that they're not in agreement with, that they should be able to do that. And, you know, there's plenty of other places that are hiring you if you're gay in this day and age, which is true. Now, of course, that statement came across as very discriminatory. I mean, there's gay CEOs. There's, you know, the Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. So, yeah. Yeah. And if, and if they can... fire him, they can fire him for being gay. And look, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure there are have been gay CEOs throughout history. It's just right. that now we are in an era where people are open about this stuff and, you know, aren't just doing it in the bathhouse secretly. Right. Not that all gay people go to bathhouses. I'm really going to dig myself a hole here if I stop, if I don't stop talking. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe to Let's start get on it. with the story. So, Loran went on because, you know, everyone was attacking him. Hillary Clinton posted some meme of her making some stupid face. And, uh, and so Rand went on and said, let me, let me clarify this a little bit. So what he said was that, I don't know that we need to keep adding different different classifications that say the government needs to be involved in hiring and firing. I think society is rapidly changing. And if you're gay, there are plenty of places that will hire you. 
So then... This is not a direct quote, by the way. He did not say a gay, just for the record. No, no. Are gay. Did I say a gay? That's not PC, Brian. If there's anything we strive for, it's (laughs) political correctness. That was uh, me reading fast. That was you being homophobic. So then, to clarify, this is the clarification. He says, I don't think anybody should be fired for being gay. I do, though, believe that your personal life should be personal and shouldn't affect anyone firing you. I don't think the decision whether to hire or fire should be based on things from your personal life. So when I say it should remain in your house, yeah, I don't think it should be part of the decision-making of the business. Now, as I point out, that's a simplistic viewpoint because people are on social media constantly. There's, you know, Your whole life is out there. Now, that's, of course, a lot to do with ego. People want people to see that. It's for public consumption. So there have been many instances where companies fired people because of social media posts, either oh, yeah, negative absolutely. about the company or posting something that was, you know, like the Boston Marathon girl who posted a picture of herself in a, in a marathon costume. I, kn- I know of people personally that have been fired because they posted something about, well, about their company on right. social media, which is just which a, is stupid. Just plain stupid. I mean, and then I see people do it now and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Yeah. What I mean, do you not think? that they're monitoring you per se, but you never know who can, who can see what. And you know, that's mm-hmm. why I never talk bad about lines of Liberty. Yep. There you go. I, I don't want to get we'll fired. Can your ass the board. We'll, we'll convene a meeting of the board. Oh God, not the, board. all the, all the drunks in the alley. It's the, co- the who's on our board It's the Coke brothers. Um, who else? Clearly, who else um, Elon Musk, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk. He's on our board. Yeah. We, we, are, we are basically the, the voice piece, the mouthpiece of a secret libertarian. Yeah. Well, which we probably shouldn't be revealing on air, but no, probably not, but you know, it's fine. Okay. We'll get some letters. So anyway, so you see, so you see what he's saying here and it it's a sensitive topic. I know that, but I got to support Rand here. When, you know, in that, look, businesses, if you're running a private business, you can hire and fire at your whim. And I'm sorry. And, and the, and the, you know, it's discrimination. Yes, but you can't, but you know, that's everything's based upon discrimination. You should be able to discriminate against people. And the feedback for that, you know, within social media age, you post online, you give somebody you say this, this restaurant uh, won't serve me because I'm gay. This, this person fired me because I'm gay. Now, where this becomes problematic when the government gets involved is because now you get overly litigious. If there's all this focus on, oh, well, I'm gay and I was fired, how do you know that they're fired just for being gay? Now you go to a lawsuit. Now businesses are tied up in lawsuits because now the, and now the government's involved, you and know? That's what happens with a lot of these laws that seem so well-intentioned on the surface, like laws um, against discriminating against handicapped people, against discriminating um, against people for race. And, and look, you should not discriminate against people for these things. No, you shouldn't. I agree. But when when it becomes a law, it becomes a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. And and suddenly you have people that might get fired for a legitimate reason, like they're not performing their job, and then they can sue, and then they can get all this money from this company because they can say, no, it's because of my handicap. Or maybe if there's a, a new law Or passed, because they don't like that I'm gay. Right. Yeah. And then now we just take choice out of the matter altogether. Now what? We're going to have the government force the company to hire this person that for whatever reason it doesn't want to have this person employed? It seems a little silly. And, you know, the point is this becomes a private property issue as these these other things should be. Uh, We should strive for a society where people aren't discriminated against for these reasons. You nailed it. That's exactly right. So, you know, Rand came out. He got a lot of flack for it. But at the end of the day, he's right. And people just need... To, you know, I don't want to say man up, but people need to to just realize that the government's not going to solve all of your problems and getting the government involved is just going to make everything messier, everything more expensive. And it's going to make every, every like every situation more awkward, more everybody's walking on eggshells and, and worse. I mean, look at, well, I won't go off on a tangent about the state of universities. Oh, not, hyper, not here. Not microaggressions. Tangents. Microtransgressions, whatever it is, where it's like universities now, they're, they're not allowing people to speak because they have different thoughts. You know, it's like they had a conservative that was supposed to speak at Manchester, uh, uh, Manchester University, I think. And they told him he couldn't come because he wasn't uh, in agreement with their philosophy. 
It's the same thing. It's like, look, people have What's the have point different... of having anyone speak anywhere? Yeah, I mean, exactly. The whole point of speak, hearing a speaker is to gain something from their viewpoint. And almost everyone's going to have a different viewpoint than most of the people in the audience or a good portion of the people in the audience. So mm-hmm. should basically end speaking, if that's, if that's what we're yeah. going to say. So Rand Paul's against it. And I give him a Paul Lust for it. All right. Paul Lust. Paul Lust. I will, um, I will also give him a Paul Lust. Good. Why not? So one more thing I want to talk about this a little bit from last week. Well, is... we, we got a lot more time, so you need, hopefully you got more Good. than one thing. Oh well, I've got it. I have a ton of things. Uh, got, it's just I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to go too far. There was so like, much Rand news these last couple weeks. Uh, man. There were like twelve items last week. We could week. do a daily show about this if we really wanted to. We should. We should do a daily show. We couldn't be any worse than Trevor Noah is at it. Boom! Blam! No, Trevor Noah. Be. Hashtag Trevor Noah sucks. I watched ten minutes. All the goodwill Trevor Noah had for his good words about Rand is already gone now oh, that I watch his. His show, it is not the same. It's just it pandering. Not it's not, the problem. The biggest problem is, look, I don't mind if you're going to bash. You know, you can have you can have your bias as long as it's funny. Exactly. Just be funny. But when you're not funny and you're just bashing people and, and keeping this liberal line of reasoning and logic going, just go on MSNBC and be Rachel Maddow's co-host. Don't host a hominy, hominy, hominy okay. and grits. Hominy, hominy. Don't don't host a comedy show if it's not funny. Or host a comedy show. Don't do either. Don't eat hominy and grits. It's not right. very good. I don't know. what is that a real thing? Oh, it's a real thing, man. Where do they have that? The South? Well, I'll put a recipe in the show notes. <laughs> All right. So, so far, our show notes include a, uh, a, clip, a clip from Young Frankenstein <laughs> and a recipe for something called hominy and grits. So, look forward to that. LionsLiberty.com slash 151. The show is uh, all things to all people. Hey, while we're plugging stuff and while we're talking about Rand, did you see this tweet that he had the other week? Rand actually, I see all tweets. Rand actually purchased a t-shirt from our good friend Dan McCall over at LibertyManiacs.com. He must have been over the moon. All right. Do you think he used our 10% discount that our listeners can all get for listeners to the show? Well, I mean, look, Liberty Maniacs is a pretty big site, but I don't see how Rand would have gotten there without our link. I'm sure he was, I'm sure he was led there by the show. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully, just like our listeners right now, Rand Paul used the discount code Lions of Liberty to check out this t-shirt. This t-shirt what did it he got, say, by the way? We'll also post this in the show notes. It'll be, it'll be the first Rand-related item that's actually in our show notes. It is a quote from Thomas Paine that says, The strength and power of despotism consists wholly in the fear of resistance. It's mm. a good quote. That is a good quote. I like that. He looks really like serious on this. Phone. He does. I know. He, I expect him to be smiling. He's, like, he's kind of very somber. Like he's, he's about to start. He's like, he looks actually looks like he's about to smother me with. The it shirt. almost looks like he knows something I don't. Look <laughs> like, like, he's going to mercy kill like somebody with that shirt. It looks like he's creeping up on me, and I'm about, and then he's going to smother me to death when I'm laying in bed. Yeah. I, well, anyway, we'll move minus on. Minus for that. So, minus for this. No, for the look. We'll no, move but on seriously, since people can't guys, see the, the photo necessarily. You should seriously check out our sponsors at LibertyManiacs.com. They have a killer array of hilarious T-shirts, if I do say so myself, and some not so hilarious. Some that are just really good quotes all sorts of liberty related gear libertymaniacs.com do not forget to use your discount code lions of liberty to get 10 percent off your order can't beat that unless someone's got a 15 percent discount code then you can beat that but how dare I, they I they better not if so we're gonna talk to dan because that's that's not right we're gonna have a war all right so here's the other thing so anyway uh i give him a paul loss for his statements i know what i want to talk about i don't know what you want to talk about what? I want to talk about this dumbass live stream. <laughs> oh, the dumbass live stream. You know, I I admit, even though I am the uh, the Rand expert here, I couldn't watch the whatever it was ten hours of live streaming. Some campaign. Rand analyst, you are. Uh, uh, I didn't watch any of it too, so that's fine. Uh, I just like the I, I like the idea that he did it. 
Yeah, it's a great. I mean, look, give him credit. He's he always live streamed a forefront. full day of his yeah. campaign. For those that don't know, he's listening to Metallica in the car, rocking out. And uh, there is basically well, there's a couple good moments from the live stream, but we'll we'll talk about one that's like trivial and funny, and that's when he called it a dumbass live stream. Right. It was basically he was taking, I guess he was taking listeners or questions or tweets or something. Uh, and one of them was, you know, the whole the classic, is your campaign still going on or are you about to quit and or something like that? And he said, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be doing this dumbass live stream if I was about to wind my campaign down. Are you kidding me? So, I mean, hey, if you're having a lot, that's the kind of stuff we would say if we were just having a long day and just like yeah, at the God, end of man. our rope. So he was actually getting flack for that, of course, in the media. You can't say dumbass if you're a presidential candidate. Oh, Boo. Um, and apparently you can't call the Republican Party idiots either. Uh-huh. So that's another moment that he had. And what, what was this in relation to? Well, you know, specifically they're riding in the car and they're listening to Metallica and, you know, kind of rocking out. And all of a sudden Rand's like, Okay, turn down the music, guys. It's time to get serious. He goes, can we just talk for a minute about the idiots in the Republican Party who want to go to war in Syria? So that's basically how it started. And then he's like, you know, they want to go to war. Everybody in the GOP wants to go to war, and so does Hillary Clinton. And he's just talking about how it's a stupid thing to do, how we don't need to go to war in Syria, and how, you know, basically we should uh, maintain a, a you know a arm's length from what's going on there and also in Afghanistan. And I'm going to merge two... Two different stories into one because he also. Talked. Well, let, let's let's not forget our grading. So, what are we going to give? Okay, so, dumbass comment is obviously a plus. Not even a question. Yeah, oh, definitely. And then, uh, what about this whole idiot? This is probably an obvious one too, really, to call the Republican Party idiots, or at least most of them, and uh, they are. If they yeah, want they to are go. idiots. Well, and I'll give him credit too because he points out in this. Yeah, I'll, the, the, I'll read the end of this quote. Um, all of them beating their chest to see who is the most likely to get us involved in a war that really these people have been at war for a thousand years. You think someone were going to solve their problems? I actually hate your that logic. Part of the quote. I, I love it. I Why? Hate that part I think it's, it's a great point because it's so. It's the same line that always. I, I agree with most of it. It's the thousand year remark. I don't like because it's it's a oversimplification of whole Middle Eastern politics. Everyone likes to use this trope that these people have been fighting each other for thousands of years, and it's simply not true. Um, this modern conflict is exactly well, a that. A lot of it has been caused by U.S. intervention as yes, well. Yes, it's a modern conflict, and it's 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 a complicated one. Um, but you know, this idea that this region is just full of fighting and can never stop fighting. Is, I just think an oversimplification that I hate. Well, I will hate, say counter, whatever. counterpoint. His overall point I agree with, and I give him a Paulus for it. Well, I give him a Paulus as well. But let me counterpoint what you said. So I, I do agree. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of the what, what's going on there is basically as a result of U.S. intervention. So that's, you know, that's number one. As far as the fighting, now, what I think, you know, I think they have, and maybe not on the same scale, but also. Who are they? Just like all just Arabs? Other I mean, this, yeah, this just is the, is different, the different sects. Um, but also the thing is people always forget, you know, it's like, we're saying, how are we going to solve their problems? You look at the de destabilization of the region, especially with Iraq right now, it, the place over there is in a, uh, shit storm. I'm just going to say it. And the Ooh. reason why is because Scandalous. we destabilized the region. We pushed out Saddam, who was basically the bulwark against Iran and also just in his own country. And the thing is that people hate to say it, but it's true. He ruled with an iron fist and the terrorists sprung up when he was gone. Why? Because terrorists don't mind if they get killed. Saddam, though, he would kill the terrorists. And then he'd say, okay, I'm going to kill your whole family. It's like mafia. He's like, I'll kill your family. I'll kill your kids. I'll kill your wife. And they what? Nobody wants to be a martyr now because they don't want their entire family bloodline to be wiped out. And the look, U.S. will not do that. No one is saying that's a good thing that those tactics. No. He, well, some people might think it is. Uh, but, um, you know, the, the fact is. 
just a little real politic here for a moment. Yes, Saddam Hussein is a tyrant and is bad, and I think ultimately as, as a cause for good is not someone who should be in power. However, it, when you just don't have a plan, you remove this guy from power, you leave a vacuum there, you don't have an actual you know, way to set up a government that respects rights of individuals, well, yeah, you're just going to get all these other groups springing up that are violating the rights of other people, and you're going to see groups like ISIS come to power, mm-hmm. and the, uh, you know, the uh, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, the Al-Quds, all these guys that are just coming up, whereas Saddam wouldn't have stood for this crap. You know? No, he, he exactly. Would... I got cut your ears off, cut your nose off, yeah. I'll burn them in front of you. my sons are going to, like, like throw you in and, and like watch wild dogs eat your limbs yeah. and like you know it was it, I, everyone's it like okay okay right. no, no terrorism right I'm sorry it wasn't a good it wasn't a great way to roll but it was very effective and people know the U.S. is not going to do that they're going to put you know and which which we shouldn't you know? but it's just my you know the point I'm making is that we can't solve their problems and to think that we can is foolish and it's just backwards thing and it hasn't worked for sixty years so anyway I I support that that part all right but. Not a thousand years. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. Uh, where do you want to move along? You're the you're the you're All the right. Rand man here. So, what about, uh, so let's tie this into his Afghanistan. Yeah, well, yeah. Say, well. we'll segue into this. So so Rand also questioned uh, why we're still in Afghanistan, which is a very valid question, and especially this, considering this comes on the heels of what happened. Uh, I guess a week or two yeah, ago go with it. the uh, the Doctors Without Borders Hospital, which was bombed. I have actually seen people defending this on the internet. Uh, I don't understand. Not how. people defending that it was an accident. And these things happen in war. I've seen that, and look, I don't like that either. But all right, yeah, things happen. I've seen people saying. It would be right for the United States to purposely bomb this hospital because they were supposedly, and the key word here is supposedly, no one has convicted anyone of anything, harboring terrorists or being used as a front for terrorists. Why or, would but really, it's only borders it's not even that. It's really just because that the it's because that they are they don't discriminate against who that they fix up. They mm. if someone's are injured, they fix them. They don't ask what group they're fighting with or right. whatever. They're there to help people and to save lives. They're not there to be political. Right. But the the argument out there is, well, if you've saved terrorists, then you are a terrorist organization yourself. This Which is an is, actual argument I've seen uh, neocani type people present, and it is despicable. the worst logic I've ever heard in my life. It's absolutely <laughs> it's just, despicable, uh, and it's hypocritical because Israel patches up these guys from Syria and ships them right back to keep fighting because they don't like Assad. They want him out of power so they can fix up actual terrorists that we know about. Yeah, America's and send greatest them ally, who they know are going to go fight and be terrorists. Meanwhile, doctors without borders. Orders, people are going to defend the bombing of them. I mean, it's it's just outrageous the the logic slash lack of logic that some of these extreme uh, war hungry war mongering neocons use to justify basically any barbaric act. Yep. Well, it's like anything. We you can rationalize things away. You know, like we talk about with with any any supporters of any specific genre. Like you see on the Democratic side, people that are Hillary supporters ignore or rationalize everything she's done with flip flopping and her you know her agendas. You can rationalize anything away. So it's just these people doing that as insane as it may be. Um, so anywho, we rationalized doing a whole podcast about Rand Paul. Can you believe regularly? It? So and we've done right. many of them. People love them. So uh, anyway, so Rand's saying we should get out of Afghanistan. And also, let's not forget that Obama recently just said, guess what, guys? Remember when I said the troops are coming out? Nah, scratch that. Sorry. Sorry, dudes. Back to the front. Just kidding. Yeah. So they're all staying. Maybe they're like, well, look, since we bombed that hospital, we got to, like, rebuild it. So maybe that's why we're staying. <laughs> yeah, now. that's uh, it has got to be the rationale. Yeah, so that's all. They all stay in there. There's like some five thousand some troops. So Iran's just saying, get us out of there. Why are we still there? You know, we need to. They need to be. At this point, we've been there for so long. 
They need to have their own defense systems. They need to take care of themselves. Let's get the hell out. So I completely agree with him. I give him a Paul Luss. I will also give him a Paul Luss. Because he's becoming more like his dad. Not all the way his dad, but he's becoming... He's talking about foreign policy and saying and calling people out and saying this stuff is crazy. This the things that these people are promoting is ridiculous. We're killing people. We're losing American lives, with American dollars. Why is this still going on? And, yeah. and maybe it's not full run, but it's good. It's in the right direction. It's better than any other guy. It's better than these supposedly anti-war Bernie Sanders, who's can say he's anti-war all he wants, and then can say, well, it's fine if Obama wants to support Syria. Right. As long as my boy Syria. Obama bombs And uh, oh, I did support Bill Clinton's wars, and so okay, yeah, you're real anti-war. I mean, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Bernie Sanders actually lost points for me at the, at the not to get too off topic. I agree the, uh, completely in the last debate because I used to think, well, at least he's like the anti-war candidate, so I can kind of support him on that those grounds. You know, not support him, but you know, cheer for him right. silently. But yeah, I think if I'm rooting for one Democrat, is well, he's already he just dropped out. Jim, Jim, Webb. Jim Webb. He didn't necessarily drop out of the running, but he said, "Screw these guys. This thing is rigged, and this is BS, and I'm out of here." But so, he's still not great. I mean, his foreign policy is his weakest point. He's not much better, but he seems. More rational. Let me just put yeah. it that way. More rational than most. Yeah. Um, but by the way, so yeah, agreed. I agreed. Rand's coming back towards the libertarian side, and he's he's pushing himself away from the GOP neocon pack to steal a line from a bra commercial. He is lifting and separating. Is that a real bra commercial? Uh, or you're saying I remember it, it. Oh, I remember it distinctly growing up. It lifts and separates. Okay. So Rand Paul's brawing his way away from the competition. I love it. We can't actually tie this into Bernie Sanders because there's one more item we'll just touch on before we sign off. There are many more items, and you can, of course, find them all in Brian's weekly column published mm-hmm. every Tuesday at lionsofliberty.com. Rand Paul's and minuses. We'll link to the last couple in the show notes at lionsofliberty.com slash 151. And again, the full archive can be found at lionsofliberty.com slash Rand. How wonderful. But one more thing we'll hit on is Rand actually referenced Mr. Bernie Sanders and his socialist plans for governing. And he basically, well, why don't you tell me? What did he say? Well, Rand laid it out to the kids. He said, look, kids, there's nothing cool about socialism. There is not anything cool about socialism. He went on to say, Bernie's a socialist, and ultimately socialism relies on force or implied force, and it's, you know, was it an accident that Stalin killed millions of people? I don't think it was an accident. Or (laughs) Mao Zedong killed millions of people because you want to control the economy, you want to control ownership of things by the state, Yada yada yada. You have what? to still finish like that. You okay, have to sorry. forbid other people from owning parts of the economy or controlling parts of the economy. And also, he goes into the fact that all they're doing is obscuring who pays for it. But ultimately, somebody has to pay for things. If you want free college, that has to go to that, to go to college. You know, those that don't go to college and work will be paying for your college. Nothing's really on the surface. It appears to be free. Isn't free. Right. Good job, Rand. I got a Liberty boner when I read it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, it's great. Look, how many times have you heard a political candidate talk about, you know, coercive force and taking things away from people like that? I loved it. I, it, it was fantastic. And, you know, whether or not people, people, of course, on the more liberal side of things, just latched on to say, oh, how can you, how can you compare Bernie Sanders and socialism to, you know, to Stalin, this mass murderer? But people don't seem to realize that, look, everything starts somewhere. And I'm sure when, you know, when Stalin came to power or, or um, Chairman Mao started up, he wasn't this, this crazy killer. He was probably a guy who was like, hey, we got to change things. Everybody should get a piece of the pie equal. And everybody oh, said, yeah, 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 great. We love it. And then later on, everybody gets murdered. And nobody's <laughs> cheering for mass murder and supporting mass murder when they you know support Mao. And they ended up supporting that, maybe unknowingly. But um, that's what happens then when you have command and control over people, over a country. 
And yeah, I mean, in many ways, what Bernie is promoting is really just an extension of what we already have in the United States of a highly regulatory environment. And so maybe it's silly to call him socialist, but not other people. But he's the one that uses the term. He's the one that puts it out there as his his view of what governance should be. So it's appropriate to respond to it. Bingo, baby. Paul us. To me, Rand and Bernie are, are fighting for the same crowd, not in their respective primaries, but in the overall support of the, the kind of people that they should be reaching out to, I think they basically have the same target audience. Bernie might be doing a better job capturing it because he's he's speaking in platitudes and he's promoting things that sound wonderful if you don't actually think think it through. Uh, but he's not addressing the core of the issues. And to me, he's not – he doesn't have this the rational mind that Rand at least – usually displays or often displays. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a, yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I think they are going for a lot of the same audience. And that's one of the things I loved about him calling the Republican Party idiots for their whole stance on war. I think a lot of people that are, you know, in those middle trenches are going to say, oh, yeah, great. I love it. And the fact that he called it Hillary on it, too. So, yeah, you know what? He's totally right. So, yeah, good job, Rand. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. As you may have noticed, we're doing this podcast a little more frequently. We will continue to do that. We're going to do this about every two weeks, and that will coincide with a, a further announcement to come very soon regarding the format of the Lions of Liberty podcast. So yeah. we're going to keep teasing you and teasing you. We might just never make an announcement. That might actually be more fun to see if uh, killed by a meteor. When we get no 100 one Randy Pants tweet hashtags, we will well, fully the reveal gr- the grand reveal. Yes, but uh, what do we got going on next week? On Monday, I'm talking to Josh. Umber, this great guy who's a he has this awesome service called Atlas MD. It's a direct care sort of subscription based doctor service, and it's extremely affordable and extremely awesome. And I can't wait to to speak with him and let everyone hear what that's all about. Because uh, you know, to me, we're gonna change the world. We're gonna fix things not just by changing the laws, but in some ways just by getting around them and and businessmen coming out there and providing new services. So we're looking forward to that. I love it. By the way, I, I love the fact that he's getting back to house calls. Remember, yeah. remember when doctors Absolutely. used to do house calls and it was like it, every movie you watch in the old days like call the doctor and he'd that's, come over and he was yeah, like your doctor that's you're exactly doing. what he does you get house calls you get access to, the, to your doctor it's you can awesome. actually text your doctor it's really amazing stuff so that's going to be Monday's show and then next Thursday well you know what's happening next Wednesday it is another yes that's right a mm. GOP debate and you know what happens when there's a GOP debate? A few things. We play the Lions of Liberty GOP debate drinking game, which Brian will be updating. I will update next week. accordingly. And uh, we also record. We also live blog. So be sure to head to lionsofliberty.com for our live blog throughout the debate. If you just want to maybe have the uh, not even have the volume on and just just read our t- read our live blogging instead, or you can listen along and, and you know follow along with us. Yeah, and drink do. along with us, and, and then and then us. you can listen to the podcast after a couple of days later exactly. when we've all sobered up and got rid of our hangovers. A couple days. We're, this is a super short turnaround. This is a this the debate is on Wednesday. We're going to record a, a reaction show immediately afterwards. We're going to drink a little booze. We're going to have a good time, and then a few short hours later. Wow. It's going to be there. We got a great editor, John Daubert, guys. This this guy's magic. Johnny53 at gmail.com if you want his services. There you go. And on that note, folks, until next week, until we talk to Josh Umber, until we analyze the GOP debate, yet again, I've only got one more request, and that is, of course, to live long and and live free. And now here's a little song I like to call Republicans are morons. God, I can't believe the thing I like to say is that they're idiots and I don't know. I can't believe we have to do this dumbass podcast every two weeks. That's gonna be fantastic. Oh my god, why? The most popular question.
Did All we right. do any, we didn't really talk a joke around very well. Yeah, we just did. I said, why do I have to do this dumbass podcast? You did a song. Oh, that's true. This I guess. all just happened. It literally, wasn't one of literally my Literally one minute ago. It wasn't one of my best. I enjoyed it. Anyway, peace. All right. Question, most popular question from Google is, is Rand Paul still running for president? And uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be doing this dumbass live streaming if I weren't. So, yes, I still am running for president. Get over it. Where is Rand Paul in the polls? This is not live. We can't edit this, right? Head of editing and mastering is John Dauber. Contact Johnny53 at gmail.com.